Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to Livewire's Buy, Hold, Sell. My name is Chris Conway. After a strong 2021 and early 2022, coal and oil prices have taken a big hit in the last 12 months. So what can we expect from here? And are energy companies attractive opportunities for long-term investors right now? To answer that question, I'm joined by James Gerrish from Market Matters and Joe Wright from Early Funds Management. Let's start with the big picture. Energy security has been all the rage since the onset of the Ukraine war. What's the outlook from here? James, let's start with you. Well, I think the big things in the, that we're talking about at the moment are decarbonisation and electrification, pretty much of everything. But obviously that doesn't feature too much in the old world thematics that we're discussing today. But it comes down to, you know, the outlook is around supply and demand. I think, you know, I'm positive on the energy space, the old world energy space um, in the short term because of the supply side issues that are playing out, less supply, meeting growing demand should see prices higher. Obviously, the, you know, the next 10 years are probably going to be a little bit different. I'm talking about the next couple of years. I think the outlook looks positive um, and we're positioning portfolios accordingly, Chris. Joe, what's your outlook from here? Yeah, we agree with James. I mean, I think the fundamentals for old world energy commodities still look pretty good in the short term and prices are still at a point where companies in the right part of the cost curve will earn good returns. Uh, in terms of renewable energy, like energy, energy, like any energy producer, you know, it'll just depend on their cost of production. And we see a good opportunity for old world energy companies to invest in renewable energy solutions where the returns are right. Joe, what does that mean for both old world energy and new world energy companies alike? Well, like I was saying before, it's just going to come down to where your assets positioned on the cost curve. If you've got a low cost producing coal company, you're probably going to last through any sort of down cycle and come out the other side. If you're high on the cost curve, you won't do so well. Similarly in renewables. The advantage renewables have obviously though is that commodity prices may get adjusted for a price of carbon, which would put them in a favourable position versus other old world commodities. James, same question. What about you? Yeah, I think the the more interesting thing at the moment is how uh, sort of old world energy companies are transitioning to the new world. So, um, you know, AGL Energy is probably a great example of that um, recently. You know, they're you know, one of the biggest, the biggest carbon emitter in Australia. You know, they're moving away from, um, you know, coal power generation into renewables. Um, we've seen the share price, you know, as the market transitions from uh, being concerned about that to seeing what the uh, scope is for them to use the generate the, the, the cash flow that's being generated in the old world to fund the new world energy solutions. Um, we've seen a re-rate in the share price. You know, you think about, um, BHP is a, probably a longer shot example around um, how they're tra- transitioning out of petroleum, oil, etc. Um, you know, 15, 16, 40% of their earnings were coming from that part of the, the business. Um, fast forward two years time, um, you know, 40% of the business is going to be, or earnings going to come from copper, which is underpinning sort of that decarbonisation thematic. So to me, that's all about how companies are transitioning. And that's why old world 
um, sort of energy producers have got the cash flow to fund the new world, the move into new world energy, if you like. James, I'll stay with you. How expensive are energy stocks right now compared to history? Well, they're cheap if, if, if energy prices rise. So our view is energy prices will rise. So uh, the energy producers are cheap um, on historical metrics. If you look across the suite of energy companies in Australia, um, you know, they're probably one standard deviation on normal valuation metrics cheap, but it comes down to what energy prices do. If you get the, you know, one thing I've learned over the years is you get the commodity price right, you generally get the, the, the stock price right. Um, so if energy does what we expect it to do in the next two to three years, then these stocks will prove to be cheap. And now will be a really good buying opportunity in some of those, um, you know, those, those old world energy stocks. Joe, what about you? Expensive or cheap for energy stocks right now? Yeah, we think plenty are cheap. If you look at sort of PEs, in this upcycle for energy prices versus previous cycles, they're much lower. And sure, some of that derate is because the demand profile for these commodities have changed, but we don't think they've changed to the extent that the companies have derated. Many of these companies you know, have the strongest balance sheets they've ever had in their listed history. Joel, stay with you. Many of the stocks in the sector have very high trailing yields. Can they be sustained as we move forward? Uh, that's just gonna come down to view on future commodity prices. We're probably more constructive on the fundamental supply demand dynamics of oil and gas, maybe over thermal coal. And so probably those yields are more sustainable than, than some of the high cost thermal coal companies. James, what about you? Yields, can they be maintained as we move Yeah, forward? well, I mean, cap it's all a form of capital management, right? So you think of, you know, in the coal space, um, you know, New Hope's paying a lot of their, their earnings out as dividends, Whitehaven's buying back stock, et cetera. So it comes down to capital management. If commodity prices, as I said before, you know, rise from here, then those dividends will be sustainable. So, um, but at the end of the day, it's a function of earnings. Commodity prices are a pass through of the, um, you know, the, the cash flow that's generated from the commodities that they're selling. So um, I wouldn't be, it's very different to a more stable sort of dividend stream that other stocks can deliver. So have that in the back of your mind if you're buying commodity stocks, energy companies um, solely for the dividend. Let's get into buy, hold, sell. The first stock that we're going to talk about is New Hope Corporation. Of course, the coal miner share price has slipped 16% since the start of the year. Are you buying the dip, James? Is it a buy, hold or a sell? <laughs> We own New Hope, so it's a buy here. It's uh, slightly below where we've bought it, but you've got to consider that they have paid out 40 cents in fully franked dividends over the um, in April. So uh, that's obviously supportive of the total return that it's being generated. Comes down to coal prices, and I think coal prices are a low point. New Hope's probably at a low point, so it's a uh, it's a buy for income focused investors in my book, Chris. Joe, what about you? Buy, hold or sell? Uh, we don't own it, but if we did, it would be a hold. I think the balance sheet's in great shape. It's obviously on a really low multiple. Uh, they've got a good asset in the right part of the cost curve. Um, for us, again, we're just not as constructive on thermal coal as some other energy commodities, and that's why it's probably a hold and not a buy. Next, we have South Australian energy company, Beach Energy. Joe, I'll stay with you. Is it a buy, hold or a sell? Yeah, we have exposure to Beach actually through Seven Group, which owns 30% of the business, and we think it's a good buy here. Uh, look, I think the company's probably missed expectations 15 out of 16 quarterlies. But looking forward, we think East Coast and West Coast gas markets stay tight. Uh, we think production's going to lift materially as some of these new projects come online uh, and the stock's, you know, sub three times EBITDA. James, the stock is down uh, also 16% since the beginning of the year for you. Buy, hold or sell? Look, it's a hold only because I'm constructive on the energy um, uh, landscape from here. So operationally, they've been really poor. 
Um, their assets are pretty challenging and that's why that, that's led to that, you know, the, those few operational missteps that um, Joel has just highlighted in their last um, 15 quarterly. So if I look at the landscape for energy companies, Beach is not the one I'm out there, um, you know, putting all my money into right now because of those operational challenges. Next up, we're going to talk uranium and in particular Paladin Energy. Lots of people talking about it at the moment. James, I know it's been an area of interest for you. Uh, is it a buy, hold or a sell for Paladin? Yeah, I think uh, Paladin is a buy. Uh, I'm constructive on the whole uranium space um, here in Australia. We've got some really uh, interesting uranium companies that are either near production um, or like Paladin are coming into production. So they should be um, producing from their Langer Heinrich uh, mine in Namibia, which is um, being, back on, being brought back on stream as we speak. So uh, Q1 of calendar 24, uh, the price environment for uranium looks really strong. So the term contract market has really picked up in the last six months. Um, all these nuclear powered countries or countries that are embracing nuclear energy uh, are building more capacity. Uh, we think there's only upside for the uranium price. So probably a scary thing to say around that, but um, you know, I'm bullish on it. We've, we own Paladin and would be a buy here around 70 cents. Joe, the share price is up 5% year to date. Buy, hold or sell for you? Uh, it's a hold for us. I totally agree around the sort of changing fundamentals of the uranium market. I think it's increasingly looking very positive. Uh, for us though, it's a Paladin's a company with a single asset. It's in Namibia, it's ramping up. We wanna see where it settles on the cost curve before we get more constructive. So that would be a hold for us, not a buy. We asked the gents to bring along their best stock for the coming 12 months in the energy space. Joe, we'll stick with you. What is your pick for the next 12 months? Yep, hardly a diamond in the rough. Uh, we've got Santos at a buy. Um, oil and gas major, long life, quality assets in the right part of the cost curve. You know, some of the sentiment around the stock has been pretty negative the past 12 months. We've talked regulatory delays, project sell downs not coming through. We think those are subsiding, turning into positive catalysts. And then, you know, when we look across the entire energy space, you know, it's rare that you've got cash flow now, more cash flow coming as production grows, assuming commodity prices stay where they are, uh, and probably the best decarbonisation plan of any old world energy company on the ASX as they ramp up CCS projects and decarb uh, their existing assets. And James, what about you? Your highest conviction energy stock for the next 12 months? Yeah, Chris, mine's a little bit different. So it's about um, a company that will benefit from taking from moving from old world energy into new world energy. So it's Worley Parsons is our high conviction buy. Uh, you look at Worley of the past, they've never had issues winning work. They've had issues making good money out of the work they, they, they win. Um, if you look at the, their, their, their book now, they've got 40% of their book now in, the, in projects associated with decarbonisation, um, high margin work, the market's growing and they're winning market share. So we think that's gonna drive earnings uh, over the next 12, 24 months and beyond. So Wally Parsons is our high conviction buy. That's all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed that energy sector special of buy, hold, sell. If you liked it as much as I did, make sure to give it a like and don't forget to follow our YouTube channel because we're adding lots of great content every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.